0: Welcome to the Calibre Podcast, brought to you by the Watches of Switzerland Group. I'm Faye Soteri, international senior watch buyer for the group, and in this episode, I meet with Johnny Garrett, founder and CEO of William Wood Watches. We talk about the incredible brand with its unique elements, history, inspiration, and the creative future of William Wood Watches. I'm here today with Johnny Garrett, the founder and CEO of William Wood Watches. Currently, you can find William Wood online at Watches of Switzerland, Mapping and Web and Goldsmiths, Mayers and watchesofswitzerland.co.uk. Johnny, yours has been a wonderful story, full of heritage, legitimacy and unique selling points. Firstly, thanks for joining us today. And can you start by telling us the story of William Wood and where it all began?
1: So William Wood was the name of my late grandfather. He served in the British fire service for over 25 years. He was stationed up in the Newcastle and Gateshead fire brigade where he served on a shift pattern called the blue watch. He was a massive role model in my life and has gone on to inspire my lifelong career of producing watches in his honor and in the honor of firefighters around the world. So what makes our watches incredibly unique is the fact that they are made from genuine upcycled firefighting materials. Um, and we also donate a percentage of all of our sales back to international firefighting charities around the world uh, with my grandfather's name on the dial. So it's a, a very special uh, historical brand.
0: There's quite a lot in that in terms of uh, Watch world, the horological element, the upcycling, and partnerships with the fire services. This is, this is quite a unique brand for us to see in the watch industry at the minute. A lot of brands obviously have key stories Um, they reach to their archives so this is something that's relatively new Um, I've certainly not seen it and the upcycle element I'd like to talk a bit more about that it's very very relevant in not just our industry at the moment but but most but you started off with that didn't you that was always part of your your story Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the upcycling and what components which parts and how relevant it is to each watch and most importantly the William Wood brand.
1: What makes the watch very very special is the fact that we we take pieces of vintage old firefighting equipment and we we put them inside the watch or we make straps from different types of firefighting materials we, we knew that we had to have a, a very sort of strong, unique selling point. At the end of the day, there's watch brands in the marketplace that have been around for uh, sometimes hundreds of years. So you really have to have a strong, unique selling point. Um, and for us, when we saw that firefighters were using fire hose, such a beautiful, rugged, um, striking and vibrant material, uh, we thought that could be a really, really special material that we could use in our watches. So what we do is we take pieces of fire hose used from fire departments around the world, and we turn them into our luxury watch straps. So fire hose usually has a uh, a lifespan of about 10 years. And after that 10 year period, it's actually thrown into landfill, which is a real shame because it's such a beautiful material and there's so much that you can actually do with it. That being said, the journey of taking a fire hose and turning it into a watch strap was so difficult because at the end of the day, it's built to protect firefighters to put out fires. And it's a very, very rugged material. So, these fire departments donate the hose to us, and over a, a period of months, we have a different heat application, different cleaning processes, um, and every single cut of hose that we use, that we turn into our luxury watch strap, has a completely unique patina and story to tell. And this is the really cool thing because your watch strap could have the original black authenticity markings on it from the manufacturer of the hose, or it could have scratches or or dirt or a certain smell to it, which is really, really awesome and specific to the individual watch owner. Uh, And then another element is the fact that our watch cases have an original 1920s British brass firefighters helmet melted down and put inside the watch case. So we purchase these helmets from antique dealers around Britain. Uh, we take it into London's Jewelry District of Hatton Gardens, and we take the, the the melted down brass, and we pour it into every one of our watch cases. So we say that every one of our watches has over a hundred years of real firefighting history beating through every component.
0: So you've got a hundred years of history in every watch. Every watch is going to be piece unique because of the strap element. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the what's the full pro- time frame from? Um, production of of one piece because it didn't even occur to me that the production or the, the, the treatment of the strap to take it from hose to, to strap, what time frame would anybody look at or what's the story before, how long does it take before we get there?
1: It takes about six to nine months depending upon the watch. Wow. Well. But prior to that, it actually took us 12 months to protect, to perfect the sample of the fire hose strap. I mean, 12 months is a, is a long and frustrating period because you were finding that, that hose could crack and there's certain ways that you have to actually apply a protection to it as well to make sure that it's safe. Um, but it takes roughly about uh, six six to nine months.
0: Gosh, it's a very genuine approach to doing anything because you're constantly part of your dna is just this wonderful industry and the fire brigade um in the uk or anywhere probably are not the most out of all the all all of the emergency services are probably not the one that people think of the most but it's you know there's such humility in that job and what and 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 what they do anywhere in the world um how did the fire the the industry that industry respond to you when you first went to them and went guys i've got an idea
1: they they came with open arms and and the, the reason being is we've been doing this for seven years now and over that period we've got to the stage now where we we have been making donations around the world which we'll, we'll talk about later on but we are in the sort of top three highest donators to the biggest firefighting charity in the uk now, you could see that as, a, as, as a, a good feat and a good accolade, but you could also say, where are the other corporates and companies who are actually donating to firefighters? And what we found over this journey was we are one of... Probably I can count on one hand, the amount of privately run companies that are doing great work, which represents firefighters and gives back to firefighters. When you think about military, especially when you think about watches, you can think of all of these different homages to military World War II designs. You can think of diving watches. You can think of racing car watches. You can think of astronaut watches, but nobody had ever thought of firefighting watches, which is sad really because every country in the world has a fire service um so why would you not want to own a watch that supports the people who are saving your community day in and day out
0: it's a it's a very good question what i'd ask back to you on that is the diving watches are purpose are purposely built for divers we know not everybody that buys the diving watch actually dives yeah i also don't know many astronauts but um i i I recognize (laughs) what you're saying um this they're commercial pieces this isn't they're not made specifically for firefighters to wear during their shifts i mean are they suitable for firefighters to wear when on their shift or is are you producing these watches for clients that would buy come into watches of switzerland and buy and have a selection of, across other brands which who yeah. who is your demographic i suppose
1: yeah of course so it's the latter these are these are watches built that are inspired by firefighters but are not meant to be worn running into a burning building. I mean, that being said, we have thought of um, projects where we can make a watch which potentially can't melt, but that would be a a one-of-one prototype that we would probably donate into a charity auction. It's very difficult to be able to do. Um, So these are pieces that watch enthusiasts, firefighters, first responders can appreciate. I mean, I'll be honest, a lot of firefighters do wear our watches on duty. And they have said that they've tested them in fires and it's come out without a scratch. Um, but it's not a test that we, or a metric that we will put the watches through. So I understand what you're saying with diving watches actually have the ability to go to 100, 300, 1,000 meters deep. Um, yeah, there's a
0: functionality to them. Exactly,
1: exactly. But what we say is, is we try and be quite playful with it. For instance, the the, the bezel... On our diving range style, which would normally be used to measure the amount of oxygen supply that a diver has left when diving, we say could be used for a firefighter to measure how much oxygen they have left in a burning building. So there is, a, there principle's is, principles the same exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: It yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, it's the, it's the, the amount of oxygen that's left. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, it's the vital element, whether regardless of where you are. So that's, that's um. I like how you've tied that back because there is a functionality as well and a lot of watches that people choose to buy, tool watches in particular, they like yeah. an element of functionality. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's quite a lot in there. So your story is literally vert- vertically integrated from the historical opponent, the, um, the inspiration behind your grandfather plus 100 years of materials being used. So you've taken something that's quite new and it is incredibly difficult to break into the watch market. It's, al- it's yep. almost impenetrable. It's quite watertight. Mm-hmm. Um, we speak to a lot of new brands and they all have a place, I think, mo- most do, um, alongside the more familiar, bigger brands, either stocked at watches Switzerland or, or, or stocked with, uh, with other retailers across the world. So what you're doing is a huge task. Um I will come, we talked about charity, but while I'm on this train of thought, I, would, I generally want to ask, how have you found breaking into this market? And do you think that your legitimate story has been a driving factor for the, the interest that it's driven?
1: Hugely. Yeah. The, the story is an element. Um, that, that's one of our key components at the end of the day um, because it's authentic. At the end of the day, my my grandfather was a real person. Sadly, he passed away in 2009, so he never got to see the legacy of our watches. Um, But it's special that people can connect to. And I think also when people walk into a Watches of Switzerland boutique and they look at all of the brands, And they have all of the point, the point of sale displays, and you see the, the diver or the race car, um, or the adventure watch you're buying into that story and the lifestyle and how you feel when you wear the watch. Mm -hmm. So we always knew from the outset when we set the business up seven years ago, that the story and the heritage that we had was going to be a real key component, um, to being able to, to get into, uh, this huge industry that dates back hundreds of years. And I'll never forget one of the nicest pieces of uh, feedback that I was given was by the the refounder. Um of a watch company where his great grandfather was producing watches for allied forces troops that were in dunkirk um for for world war ii and he said johnny the one thing that you've done with your business is you have true heritage and history there it feels like there could be 25 50 100 years of history behind mm-hmm. it and that's priceless that's something that money can't, can't buy and uh, that always sticks with me because I think that's a, a reason why we can compete in the marketplace because we're not just here today and gone tomorrow. We have a plan to be here for hopefully decades to come.
0: Absolutely. We'll talk about your expansion plan in a moment. Um, can you talk us through some of your your watches? Uh, we've talked a little bit about the, the history and where it's come from, but let's talk you know, actual watches and what goes on the wrist. We uh, Our collections that work best so far are Valiant. That's where we've seen the strongest um, sellouts but you have several collections what are they based on and what for you is uh, the strongest model at the moment
1: so our uh, let's start with our most prestigious model yes. um that is our triumph collection so that is a uh, a swiss made chronograph series It has dials that replicate uh, the fire engine uh, dashboard when you're driving a a fire engine, which is really cool. And the sub hands are the pressure pump gauges when you actually open up the hose on the side of a fire engine. The back of the watch is something which is really, really iconic. So we made this with uh, Solita in Switzerland uh, and it says, in case of fire, break glass. Brilliant. Which is really cool. Brilliant. Um, And you see the movement uh, rotating around the back of the watch. So it looks like a fire alarm. We've also created brass chronograph buttons on the watch, which are made from the 100-year-old British brass firefighters' helmet. So you can see that lovely brass element against the stainless steel. And what I like about that is it's old brass from the 1920s and new stainless steel from the 20 from 2020. So it's 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 old and new. And uh, also
0: representative of a little bit of your story with your grandfather.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a really really beautiful piece and something that that I like to wear and that I'm wearing now actually. Um, And then, of course, there's different strap options where you can have our upcycled fire hose straps. There's a range of nine different colors that the watch can come with. And it has a stainless steel option because I think sometimes people may look at the brand and think I love it, but I don't wear watches that have a rubber mold to it. And that's why we offer a stainless steel bracelet on our Triumph and Valiant collection.
0: That doesn't take away either from the upcycled element because there's still the brass that's in every watch, regardless of what the strap on the watch Yeah. Uh, which, which is okay. So I haven't seen the steel yeah. bracelets. Um, yeah. I'm only familiar with the ore, um, the rubber strap options. Mm
1: hmm. And the lovely thing about the bracelet is it's quick release, mm-hmm. uh, so no tools are needed. You can take it off. You can put your fire hose straps on. We've timed it. I mean, we're a bit of an expert at doing it now, but we can do it in less than fifteen seconds, mm-hmm. which is which is really cool.
0: Well, I think that's important, and a lot of brands on the market are offering that. So when you, I, the luxury you have of being new is you're able to see what others are doing and what works well. And that's not by any means to take anybody else's ideas, but we're seeing that with several brands, and we've seen it more more recently where, you know, integrated bracelets were all we were familiar with, and that just gives again, it's another another option, particularly where, at the moment, we're looking at a period of, um, I don't know, we we we're unsure of where the market's going, and mm-hmm. anything that can offer value for money, yeah, and if you've got two watches for the price of one, effectively, but it doesn't take away the legitimacy of the brand. Um, and i i think i think the concept is just it's brilliant and i you, one can be introduced to a, a concept that has it's a relatability to what yours is firefighting but there's no gimmick here at mm-hmm. all it is completely authentic mm-hmm. with the story from your grandfather but as as you said sort of you'd been your biggest compliment was it's actually got a 100 year heritage yeah how many the firefighting helmets do you have or well, how many of you use what was that and how many can you get through were you going to run out are we going to run out for, for for your production
1: we're not going to run out um because we can get quite a few watches out of the one helmet but i must admit we are we are constantly on the lookout for helmets it's quite funny if you look around my house it's just got firefighting apparatus everywhere there's one room actually where if you open it you can actually smell the smokiness in the room because there's so much fire hose in it um which is quite fun But yeah, we're constantly on the lookout. The cool thing now is, though, that fire departments are actually telling us when they have a really nice piece of equipment. And they go, do you know what? We've got this vintage fire bell. Do you want it, Johnny? Because you could maybe have it as a concept in a future watch. Mm -hmm. And they're telling us about the hose and new colors, which they've never seen us make straps from. But you mentioned the the best-selling watch, the Valiant Collection. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful piece. It's a diving watch. Um, and what's really awesome about that watch, watch is the fact that it has a, a double-dome sapphire crystal and the, the dial and the hands are curved. So when you actually rotate the watch, it creates a bit of an optical illusion. And what I think a lot of people don't know is that every design decision that we make has purpose to it. So let's take the Valiant watch. The, the seconds track has a chequered marking. Now, some people may think that it looks like a chequered flag, but it's actually the exact chequered marking off the side of a British fire engine. We've taken it off, we've shrunk it, and we've printed it around the outside of the dial, which is really cool.
0: Again, more of that authentic DNA.
1: And the, the seconds hand that you'll find on the Valiant and the Triumph collection, you'll look at it again and you'll think, okay, that, that links into the design. But if you look closely, the back of the seconds hand represents a firefighter axe head. And then the front of the second hand is the the chime that you'll find inside of an old salvaged fire bell, which is is really cool.
0: What was your research process? Because there is a lot here and everything, every element you've discussed is... I know a little bit about the brand. We met a few years ago and um, I remember we were were at a, a watch fair and... You overheard me talking to one of my colleagues saying, oh, I love this brand and start. And I think you you found it quite amusing that I was explaining your brand to sort of another watch buyer. Um, And we'd we'd wanted to work with you for a while, but there's there's just timing Mm -hmm. um, often is the challenge. But there's every time you talk about a different watch, you're talking about a different um, authentic and genuine um, element. What was the research period like for you?
1: Intense. We get the whole team together. We have a a mood board and over a period of weeks, we get lots of old, um, archive footage and images of firefighting and we put it on the wall and then we all brainstorm ideas of, of new collections. I mean, we, we probably have the next three years of collections wrapped up. Um, and sometimes you're so excited to launch a watch, but you know that the customer isn't ready for it, which is quite an interesting journey, um, so we're actually, the next new collections that we're going to be launching from that design conversation that we're talking about are going to start to, to push our design a bit further. Okay. So you'll see that our designs are going to go more into a playfulness with a, with a real luxury element to it, um, just to test what our audience thinks. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, if you're going to have a, a niche which is so strong, go as far into that niche as possible and be as playful as you can with
0: yeah. it. How involved are you in the design concept?
1: Very. It's a very fun... Um, design process that we go through and it's it's um yeah it's quite intense actually you'll wake up sometimes at night and you'll 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 be like damn i need to write down that idea yeah absolutely Um, but yeah it's a very it's a very intense process and the most beautiful part is when you first first see that sample in your hands and you know that that one watch sample is going to be on the wrists of thousands of people around the world and stocked in in watches of switzerland it's a very very cool thing because you see the watch first mm. and you're given that approval it's quite quite a big move but my premise has always been as the final decision once we've gone through all the iterations if i like it and i'm going to wear it surely someone else in the world is going to want to buy this yeah
0: yeah that's a, that's the, i suppose the commercial element um you have a corporate background and you've launched yeah. this brand you said seven years ago mm-hmm. um how did you go from banking to watchmaking?
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting jump, yeah. isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, <laughs> whilst it's whilst we are in a um, sort of a, a corporate industry as retail, the the part you play is very, very creative. Mm-hmm. But you've gone from one of the biggest industries um, um, and, and and very corporate. There's I don't imagine there's any creative element. That's it's quite a swing. What what made you? What, what was, what was the inspiration or, you know, how bad was banking for you to come over to watchmaking?
1: You know, it's funny because I actually, I actually loved working in the bank, not because of the bank I worked for, but because of the boss I worked for, it was actually become a, a lifelong friend of mine. Um, so I worked in, in Britain's biggest bank. Um, it was, uh, in their commercial division in London and there was just a real fire in my belly. I've, I've had it No from, pun intended. Exactly, mm. no pun intended. Um, and, and that's been something which has been sort of nagging me for pr- probably the last 10, 15 years. And I thought that the corporate world was going to fix it. And um, as, I, as I sort of progressed and got promoted and, and got more responsibility, I felt that the, the, the nagging got louder, you know? So what I decided to do was to set up the business separately and grow it as a hobby to begin with. Um, I informed the bank because it's very corporate. You can't have conflicts of interest yeah. and that kind of thing. And, you know, the bank ended up being one of the biggest um, supporters of what I was doing. And over time, there was just really big milestones that made me realize, damn, this is moving from a hobby yeah. more into something which is getting bigger. And then, and then it evolved. And then uh, I think the turning point for us was we won the esquire entrepreneur of the year award which was fantastic back in 2018 where there was a series of panels and people had to come and present um and by winning that we were given uh, an office space in WeWork for four members of my team for free for a year um the irony was was that members of the team could go to WeWork and I was still working in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then it did get to the stage where obviously it was it was it was too difficult to handle and ultimately this was what my, my greater calling was. And ever since leaving the bank and going full time, I can honestly say it's never ever felt like a job a day in my life. Yeah. And I think that's when you've you've cracked it.
0: Oh, I can see that by your enthusiasm and yeah. and the passion for the brand and how far it's come in the short time that I've known you. You've just talked about the accolade. Um, Can we talk a little bit about the charity donations and the fire department? Because that's a huge part of the brand and obviously very close to your heart.
1: Yeah. So from the outset, we had a few core values and one of them was charity. So from the very beginning, we wanted to make sure that we donate a percentage of every one of our sales back to firefighting charities around the world. Um, It's really allowed us to bridge that gap to countries like the U.S., So the U.S. actually officially in the last six months became our largest market, which is unbelievable for a British independent watchmaker for the home territory to then shift to the States. It was something quite quite surreal, really. I think the reason for that was because um, there's a real patriotic understanding and firefighting is probably the highest ranked and respected... um, Emergency service. Exactly. The service discipline over there. So what we did was we, we... we do dif- different things, where we produce limited editions uh, of watches um, for different firefighting charities around the world. And then the donors of these fa- uh, firefighting foundations purchase the watch, and we donate back to their organisation. Uh, we've donated over a hundred, a uh, hundred thousand pounds to international firefighting charities so far. Good. Um, thank you, which is really, really special. We've donated to the New York fire department. We've donated to tunnel to towers foundation, which is a big nine 11 charity. We gave to the Australian bushfire relief fund back in January, 2020, when the awful fires happened in Australia, we've given to the London fire brigade to the firefighters charity, but we also do things at grassroots level too. So we provide all of the equipment. Um, and the sports facilities for the London fire brigade boxing club for their rugby team, for the Welsh firefighter rugby club. We provide all of their kits because we, we want to make sure that we go right down to the grass level and don't just donate at the corporate level and a project, which I really want to pull out, which was awesome was we actually produced the world's first William Wood watches motorcycle with a Scottish motorbike builder and it was made from William Woodwatch parts and upcycled firefighting materials so it was an Indian Scout motorcycle it was finished in fire engine red the handlebars were made from fire hose uh, and actually cut out of 1970s firefighter wooden ladders which was crazy and we had our in case of fire break glass triumph collection in the gas tank we auctioned that off for charity. There was a, a hundred, three hundred tickets, and a firefighter ordered one of the tickets at hundred pounds, and he won this thirty thousand pound motorbike. Uh you so ridden it? Is it? He, yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's he's, 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 he's loving it. Um, so he, he's based over in Ireland, uh, in the in the Dublin Fire and Rescue Service, and then as a result of that, we donated almost eleven thousand pounds to the the firefighters charity in the UK. So we try and be creative with our collaborative charity giving
0: yeah it's and it's a full 360 approach isn't it it's like you said it's not just aimed at the the, the corporate the corporate element the fact that you're yeah. supportive of um the, the rugby teams mm. and you know um you'll and i do genuinely get the impression this is obviously there's a pr element let's be honest you're, you're, you're you, it's a of commercial course, yeah, approach yeah but i can really tell that this is important to you personally and yeah. the brand because yeah. you could just go to the to the corporates. Is there a percentage of each watch sale? How does yep. it work for you? What does it what do our clients, if they're buying into a William Wood watch, um, at say two and a half thousand pounds, um, is there a percentage generally you take from each sale or is it how do you approach that?
1: The way that we do it is we donate a percentage of our annual revenue, and that's not that's not net profit. That's our top-line revenue each year to the firefighters charity in the UK. Okay. Then we have individual charitable projects where we try and drum up as a, a lump sum payment to the charity. Um, another example, there was a watch that we made for the 20-year anniversary of 9-11. The retail price of the watch was $3,500. dollars mm-hmm. We made this one-of-one one version for it and it sold for $19,000 and we gave all of the money to a 9-11 charity in America. So we're constantly trying to work out ways where we can donate more over and above just the, the top-line percentage.
0: I think it's testimony that in the infancy of your brand, you're a big part of your time, energy and focus is not just on the commercial element. It's You're obviously wanting to start with a really... Um, Great ethos and um, and 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 support to the industry that your 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 brands aligned with, um, and I think that's, that's incredibly credible and humbling, actually, if I if, if I may say, that's because fair. you could be really focused on sell out, sell out, get the brand out there, yeah. get the watches out there, get them on wrists, and then the longer strategy is once we've mm-hmm. what whatever good looks like for 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 you and your brand, then start on that. But it's obviously an equal share of mm-hmm. of, of, of everything that y- you look at right
1: yeah and i appreciate that and and it does mean something to me i mean at the end of the day something that sort of rings true to me when my granddad was in the fire service he suffered an injury and he had to call upon the firefighters charity who then put him through a recuperation facility in little hampton with my grandmother so knowing that almost 40 years later when he's not with us, I can donate back to the charity that helped him out to get back into the fire service. It's really, it's really special, you know. It's like every time we write a check, I know that that could do the same, have the same impact to a firefighter that that they helped my grandfather all those years ago.
0: And the the le- you're part of that legacy because yeah. potentially, I mean, I don't know where that was in the in 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 the story of your family, but um, I'm quite moved by that story. That's that's wonderful partnerships that you so we've talked about the charities and I, I wasn't aware sort of it was quite quite such a big part of the Williamwood story but what do you have any specific partnerships either in one-off collaborations that have been successful or ongoing partnerships um, and are they always aligned with the uh, firefighting ethos
1: we have, so we, we actually have quite a successful division now, which just makes watches for fire departments. Um, and that's really cool because we have, well, the majority of the watches that we produce are direct to consumer. Um, but we have produced watches for the London Fire Brigade, the Melbourne Fire Brigade, the Kuwait Fire Force, which was a really interesting one. We've produced watches for the New York City Fire Department and that's actually stocked in their store in the Rockefeller Center in Manhattan. So whenever we go to New York, I always poke, poke my nose in there. And and the premise of that one is we're producing watches with their fire department crest in the back of it. And we add the payroll number or the badge number um, of the firefighter into the back of the watch. And then the individual firefighters purchase the watch and the fire department promotes it to the firefighters. We do have collaborations in the pipeline, actually with some some big, well-regarded organizations where there are still synergies. Because at the end of the day, if a a big organization or a high street brand wants to be seen giving back to firefighters, we have an an incredible design team that can take the beauty of their brand and the beauty of our brand and bring it together. So there's some quite exciting collaborations coming out in the future, which will be less firefighting like core firefighting but still makes sense when the synergy comes together
0: oh i'm excited i look yeah. forward to that uh you talked about your design team can you tell us a little bit about your logo because that's very relevant
1: yes so it's the side profile of a 1920s british brass firefighter's helmet
0: the part that w- is melted exactly in, in and into the watch uh, yeah. movement itself
1: exactly and there's a uh, I mean,
0: sorry, movement or case it's the case it's, isn't it's it? into the case right.
1: yeah And it, and it was funny there's uh, a little story to tell on that, I met with my one of my grandfather's living colleagues because I had never known what my grandfather was like to work with. And I went and grabbed a pint with one mm-hmm. of his colleagues when I went up to Newcastle. He gave a present to me when we went to the meeting. And on the last day that my grandfather retired in 1982, he was cleaning out his closet and he gave Charles, his colleague, a tie. And that tie made its way back to me in 2019. And the tie had... had logos on it and the logo on the tie was the side profile of a 1920s British brass firefighters helmet in gold and the tie was green and our packaging colors are green it's just scary and there's been lots of signs throughout the last seven years um which are just really really cool nods I guess that we're we're heading in the right direction
0: yeah yeah that must have been uh, that must have been quite startling what what have you done with that tie now
1: I framed it and it's in my office lovely yeah
0: lovely where do you see the William Wood brand in in the cu- in the industry and in its in its current guise? What's the positioning?
1: We are a brand that is known for its uniqueness, authenticity, charitable donations. So, where I think we sit, let's let's take the watch enthusiast market is when you are looking for something which is a little bit unique that your friends don't have that has a a lovely charitable element associated to it, but at the same time is a beautiful, well-built watch. We sort of slot firmly into that category. Um... We sometimes, see cust- we sometimes see customers who have five or six watches and we might be the seventh purchase. We sometimes have customers who are coming in and, and our watch is one of their first purchases and we're actually introducing them to the mechanical movement industry because all they've worn is a, is a smart watch or a, uh, or a quartz movement watch. So we really have quite an array of customers, but what stands out with all of our customers is you have to be wearing the watch to appreciate the story. You don't wear the watch because it's almost an extension of the status and lifestyle that you have, if that makes sense. You want to buy the watch to tell your friends. We find that our customers become our biggest brand ambassadors yeah. would our word of mouth percentage of of uh, repeat business is is incredible because as soon as they get the watch they just want to go and tell their buddies and show it off and get them into the into the shop
0: so how mm-hmm. challenging is that for you where with watches a switzerland group at the moment you are online we will start seeing you in stores um, imminently which is really exciting but at the moment you're not in many bricks and mortar locations as you said how are you finding that as a challenge to move forward your brand? Because if you can't physically see the watch and you can't get it on the wrist, does that not prove a bit of a sticking point?
1: Well, we got we got seven years without it. That's I'm the thing, it. you know. So we, we've we've only we've only pivoted to retail in the last six months, really, um, and we've been able to get as far as we have, just all being D to C through through our own website. Um, it's actually more of a scarier thing for us to be able to hand over the the beauty of the brand to someone else to sell it in as in, a, in as passionate way that we do if that it's a makes a really sense. good
0: point because our, our retail colleagues have to be on board with your brand of course and, and they yeah. have to do the story and the heritage justice yeah whereas absolutely. you know talking to you and your colleagues when we've met you get the enthusiasm you get and and, mm. and, and it's personal yeah you know for our retail retail colleagues uh, Watchers switzerland we do know that they're massively into their watches which which is great and certainly helps but if you're not if you're not fully understanding the brand which is why i wasn't sure how online would work because you can't get that story you can't get that enthusiasm um i do think clients are very well read so that yeah. will that will go in in the favor when there is a new brand um mm-hmm. appearing on the market new well you know, in comparison to a, an industry which is fiercely, uh, fiercely um, proud of its heritage and, as you said, spans back several hundred years. Mm-hmm. So it will be interesting to see, and great that we can, we can, we can. I suppose you've, you've got to pass the baton on, right? It's the next part of your legacy.
1: It's true, yeah, and and I think it, it, it is the natural next step to be in bricks and mortar, though, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest. There is only so far that I think you can go as as an online brand. There are still a lot of traditional buyers. I mean, if I I really want to make a big purchase, it's great to get hands-on with it. But then again, you can go onto YouTube and there's all these unboxing videos, isn't there? Yeah. Of products that you can buy all around the world. And you can see every single certificate and what it looks like to open. So um, the buyer has definitely... Um become more advanced for online purchases, and I think we came at the perfect time for for that to happen. I was just
0: going to ask perhaps ten, fifteen years ago it wouldn't have been the right time to yeah. to introduce um, um, this this brand specifically
1: for sure um, but now I think that's that's the next the, the natural next step. Uh, especially for our customers who are overseas and maybe can't make it into London, um, for them to be able to go into stores around the US or even Australia, which is a big market for us too.
0: Okay. So, which leads me on to my next question. Um, Moving from online and you've been D2C, where do you see the future of your brand?
1: Well, I think it's an exciting one, in my opinion. You are biased, though. I am biased, (laughs) of course. I am biased. I'm excited as well. So (laughs) It's... um, The the way that we see it is every country in the world has a fire service. I think a lot of people can resonate with my story. You don't have to have had a grandparent who's been a firefighter, but you can have a grandparent that you loved, a parent that you loved. You could have a family member who was a rescue service worker. It doesn't always have to be linked to firefighting. It's that beautiful connection that people have with their, their ancestors at the end of the day. And that's why I think the story resonates in every country. Every country has a fire department. And where we want to go with it is we want to convert fire stations around the world, which are closed. Because sadly, fire departments don't have, uh, or budgets are always getting smaller, let's be honest, government budgets. So there's a lot of beautiful fire stations that have been built um, in 1910, 1920s with the big old ornate features that are just sadly boarded up. So we want to convert these into our fire station head offices and concept stores. Customers will come into the fire station and our our employees will be wearing upcycled fire hose aprons. So they'll greet the customers and there'll be beautiful ornate features all around the fire station. We'll go up to the storeroom to get your watch. We'll come down the firefighter pole uh, with your purchase and you'll ring a big old salvage fire bell over the counter to mark the fact that you're part of the William Wood family. Uh, we have our eye on a commercial, uh, fire engine from the 1960s. My grandfather was actually called, he's called William, but we called him Billy. So we're going to name the fire engine Billy, Mm -hmm. and then we're going to turn that into a, a rolling store where you lift up the shutters and you can have the watches on display behind the glass and we'll drive it around the UK, Europe, and hopefully get it on a... On a ferry or a container over to the states to to start selling and, and getting boots on the ground uh, to promote the brand, the fire service, and uh, display our watches and and bring the watches to the people.
0: You've got a full vision, haven't you? It's yeah, all I mapped can see out it. Your strategy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, when do you foresee the one the first fire station opening and also the fire truck? Essentially, I'm assuming the truck would come first. Yes.
1: Yeah, so the fire the fire truck's going to come first. Um Let's
0: call him Billy as you said. Billy, when, exactly. well, when can we see Billy on our, on on our streets?
1: We want well, the people want to see Billy. And um, Billy will be coming at the end of next year. We're going to document the journey as well so that people can see the the refurbishment of Billy from what he was originally to the the commercial vehicle. And then the fire stations will come after that. Um it's very difficult to say when the fire stations will come because we have a whole tour planned with the fire engine first to be able to get more people knowing who we are. And then the, the the store will come for customers to be able to go in.
0: It's a really exciting time for you. I feel quite privileged, actually, to be able to meet you today and do this podcast because I'm never going to sit with um, Louis Breguet. <laughs> uh, but. It's as we, as we reference. It's a really difficult industry to break into, but there is absolutely a place for new innovative, legitimate brands, and I think that's exactly what you bring. What else should um, our clients and and our combined listeners um, know about the brand that we haven't covered today?
1: I think it's it's really just about the. The customers going to the Watchers of Switzerland website and reading the story, and and by all means going on to YouTube, looking at some of our archival footage, some of the promotional videos of the brand, and just really um, basking in 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 the history and the heritage. And then from there, if they have any questions, um, messaging into the into the virtual team and um, and going from there, really, because it's it's about as you said earlier igniting that fire within uh, after seeing the story. And and that may lead to them wanting to ask more questions and even potentially owning a watch.
0: Let's hope so. So I'd like to thank you for today. And if I could just briefly wrap this up, I don't know how you summarise because it's a a really wonderful and genuine story. I always like a watch brand and product that that has that. It really, I think um, you you referenced it, didn't you? Clients don't necessarily have to have a grandfather that was um, in in the... the, in the fire brigade specifically but it's something that resonates on that um, element of I suppose support um, I get a real sense of community with this brand as well which isn't something that you get with every with with, with every brand so that's another element that ties into it um, but it's been an absolute privilege the DNA of the Of the brand, it's just authentic, genuine. It's contemporary as well. We haven't actually referenced that too much, but based on what you're trying to do, how it's been introduced, but equally reaching back with 100 years of because of the history of the actual product and how it's the components it's put together and manufactured. um, I really do look forward to seeing William Wood in uh, more stores and see the growth and I can't wait to see Billy on the streets let me know when he's about because I for one will come Um, I'd love to take a look Um, and uh, medium to longer term I've no doubt we'll see those fire those well upcycled um, fire stations that are no longer in use with your branding all over it congratulations and thanks for today it's been a really um, humbling discussion with you
1: thanks for having me Faye
0: Thanks for listening to the Calibre podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more from Watchers of Switzerland, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform.